What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Bears, Brews, and the Bros. This is Smoking Jay here once again with Doc PLC, Fantasy Sweetness, and Fantasy Renegade. And today we're going to do the part two of the rookie impacts. We each got five rookies each, and we're going to discuss negative and positive impacts that they will have in fantasy this year. Doc PLC, go ahead and kick it off. Okay, boys, we're going to start it off with T. Higgins. He was the first pick by the Cincinnati Bengals in the second round. He, I believe, is going to be very well suited to play wide receiver for Cincinnati. He's going to have A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd to learn from. They're going to take the majority of the coverage. I think he's got a big body, 6'4", 215. He's got room to gain some muscle there, be a little more bigger body. I don't – I wouldn't draft him necessarily. Is maybe a late-round sleeper pick in case uh, A.J. Green has some health issues because if that happens, then T. Higgins will be a number probably three wide receiver. Um, right now, I think probably have him as a flex play, depend on the matchup that you got. But I think in a – Dynasty League, he'd be somebody to look at. A.J. Green's on his way down. Tyler Boyd's a solid player. T. Higgins is going to look good across from him. That's about all I got on him. T. Higgins first up for you. Um, the guy I got up first is Jerry Judy, the 15th overall pick in the first round. He went to Denver out of Alabama, six foot one. Big guy, 24 touchdowns in his last 28 games in college. That's pretty impressive right there. Um, the good thing about him, he already runs pro-style routes. So he's already accustomed to that. He's not a one-trick pony. He will hurt you on the outside, inside. He will hurt you vertical, high point um, balls being thrown his way. He will catch them at their high point. He does transition very, very smooth, very natural out of his turns, out of his breaks. He pays attention to detail when it comes to his route running. Very, very finesse. Very nice. Very crisp. He secures the ball through contact. Another thing that's very, very important, especially if those possession-type um, balls being thrown his way. Another thing, too, once he gets that ball and he gets going, gets ahead of steam, he's very, very elusive at breaking tackles. Fantasy-wise, Jerry Judy is already on a team that has a lot of firepower potentially with uh, Noah Fant. We know about Cortland Sutton, uh, Melvin Gordon out of the backfield field with Philip Lindsay. So Jerry Judy adds another element for this offense, and it's going to help Drew Locke. Drew Locke is a quarterback that not a lot of people were talking about, but he's got to be in everybody's radar because he has weapons at his disposal. And now more than ever, ever – if people want to, you know, wait on a quarterback, a lot of people do that in fantasy. This is one of the guys you could take a swing at is Drew Locke. But that is my uh, breakdown on Jerry Judy. Sweetness, go ahead with your guy. Yeah, I'm going to start with Anthony McFarland, uh, picked up in the fourth round by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, this guy's out of Maryland. Uh, he's a little undersized for, uh, you know, a uh, running back that could take the bulk of carries. Uh, you know, he's also got to uh, earn a, a starting position there or just a role there, period. Um, but, I mean, at least if you uh, are looking into a guy like Anthony McFarlane, you, you got to know that James Conner is in a, in a contract year. Uh, but his days as a running back one are over in Pittsburgh. 
So, I mean, this guy's one of the later rookies you'd want to be interested in because he's probably the most interesting running back um, in Pittsburgh right now at the time. So, yeah, man, and the OC, the OC actually developed a guy in college by the name of D'Angelo Williams who's very similar in size to Anthony McFarlane. So now he gets to, uh, you know, he gets a player like Anthony McFarlane back there. I mean, D'Angelo Williams wasn't, you know, I don't know if, I'm pretty sure he won't go into the Hall of Fame, but he was a very, you know, uh, good-ass back. So what else do we got here on McFarlane? Yeah, you know, he's had some major injuries. He broke his leg in high school. He had some lingering ankle injuries. But that just shows you how tough he is as well, man. I mean, he ran really good in college his last year for Maryland. So, I mean, he's, he's a great athlete, elusive, great burst, a big play threat. But, like I said, he does have those little asterisks on him where you're scared to take a guy that's, you know, been through those heavy injuries before. Um, but, yeah, man, Anthony McFarlane's an interesting guy. If you're looking a little bit later in Dynasty or if you own James Conner or Jalen Samuels or guys like that, you're definitely interested in Anthony McFarlane as a handcuff because – uh. You know, I'm pretty sure he's gonna he's gonna take over the roles of those other guys in uh like Snell or White, the other guys in the backfield. So that's where I'm at. Go ahead, brother, take off. All right, um, I got another quarterback. I got Tua. Everybody knows Tua. Uh he's with the Dolphins now. They got Fitz Magic over there. So I'm just gonna read off a couple of little stats I got before I just say his fantasy impact. Um they they have one of his weaknesses as um, making bad decisions, which I really don't understand because um, he had 87 touchdowns, so only 11 interceptions in his college career. Um, that's 1.6% uh, interception rate, which is great. And um, he had a streak of 205 passes without a pick in college as well. Um, so I, I see him. He's uh, I don't think Fish Magic is going to last too long there. Everybody know how he is. He's he goes up there and he just throws the ball. I mean, he makes magic happen, but as you all know, that magic disappears throughout the season. And um, uh, I like two a lot. Um, he got weapons over there. He got Allen, uh, Allen Hearns, Jordan Howard. What I, I personally like Jordan Howard a lot. You know, we're all Chicago Bears fans. I was kind of hurt when they let him go. Um, I wish we still had him now, to be honest. They got uh, Devontae Parker getting back to uh, Tua. They got Devontae. Uh, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. So both of those were great receivers last year as well. And I'm not uh, top 15, I think, top 20 wide receivers. But um, they were great before uh, Parker got hurt. And um, I think Tua is going to go in and dominate that job. And I think it's going to be a lot of passing. So there's somebody, like you guys said in the later rounds, if you want to just go heavy on running back wide receivers. And um, there's a lot of people thirsty for Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson and, and, and that MVP over there, Super Bowl winning quarterback. So that's somebody you could look for later, later in rounds. Okay. Up next, we got Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, as we all know, national champion, played at LSU. Uh, he has proven that he's going to show up in big moments. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's got a strong arm, so that's looking good. He's accurate. Um, I think the fantasy impact he's going to have 
is going to be to be it's going to be determined on how well they can actually block for him. Cincinnati's offensive line last year was garbage, and as we've seen with Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago, you don't have an offensive line that does something then garbage. But he's obviously far, in my opinion, he's far superior to uh, Mitchell Trubisky. So um, I think he has the weapons to work with. If they can get him with the passing threat, because Andy Dalton wasn't a threat, and whoever their backup was also not a threat in the passing game, you can get Joe Mixon going. He should have a better year. I know he came on strong at the end of last year. A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, they're only going to benefit from Joe Burrow. I see Joe Burrow definitely in the future. He's going to have a good career. I don't see it being a bust. And I think this year he's worthy of you know taking in a uh, spot start if your starter goes down. I don't. I wouldn't put him top ten, but you know he's definitely going to be in the top twenty. Yeah, definitely could see that for sure. Uh, let me go with the next guy up, which is Jalen Rieger out of TCU, 21st selection in the first round by the Philadelphia Eagles. Five foot eleven, he runs four four. He, you know, with him, whenever he gets the ball, it's a big play opportunity every single time. He's a he's a vertical threat. But then that's kind of like what he's known for probably the most. But the thing about that, it sets up his other routes. He's able to stop on a dime and turn what the opponent might think as it's a vertical route into a post, into a curl, any other type of route. So he gets to his top end speed really quick. And this ends up leading um, when, he, when he's on those deep routes, it gives him big time separation. So that's why when you look at his highlights, he's always way ahead of the defenders and all of his highlights. Why is that? Because he hits that top speed right away. He's messing him up with his double moves. He's messing him up with his footwork. So he also is really good at catching the ball at his highest point. Jump ball type of guy, even though he's a little bit on a smarter side for that. But he definitely is somebody that is a threat when it comes to that. One last thing with him, he is a big time returner. He is home run potential every single time he touches that ball. Give him the ball in space. He's, he moves kind of like a running back. He, he has the vision. So Jalen Rieger, Philadelphia, they caught some heat for drafting him ahead of, uh, I believe it was like Justin Jefferson, people like that, and uh, also Michael Pittman. But um, I think he's going to be really, really good in Philadelphia. They need somebody that, you know, they've been looking for somebody with some speed. I mean, they tried with Deshaun Jackson. He's already past his prime. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, he's pretty much done. They're saying he might be out of Philadelphia. And then uh, who was his, the best receiver last year during the playoffs? Was it that Greg Ward guy? They really were in desperate need of a receiver. J.J. Arcega-Whitesider's second-round pick last year was a bust. So hopefully, you know, he shows up this year for them. But this helps Carson Wentz the most. He needs a reliable receiver, somebody that's hungry, healthy, young, and that is Jalen Rieger. So look for him. He could definitely take a swing at him because he's going to have the targets. I like him to be a borderline wide receiver three. Flex option in your fantasy drafts. Well, Ryan, you taking him? Um, I mean, double-digit rounds, around, around the double-digit rounds. He's like a wide receiver three flex spot. So, you know, you, usually you already have your starters filled out by then. So he's just somebody that if he falls to you 
just know that you're getting a really good value, especially if you have all your starters already filled out for sure. Yeah. Those were obviously you're not looking for one there. But um, yeah, so I got a Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. He went in round two to the Steelers. Uh, he's a big boy, 6'4". He's uh, in at 240. Um, I mean, the first thing that popped out to me when looking looking up his uh, videos and his highlights was just the size and the speed. It's a rare combination of both. And uh, I guess the high comp, the, the highest comparison that you could go is uh, Megatron, Kelvin Johnson. I mean, all the combine numbers were very similar. It's a crazy uh, thing to say, right? It's too early, but... If you want to go on a high note, then that's that's the way to go. Um, there was a lot of talk that he would be moved to the tight end position, but uh, the offensive coordinator shut that down real quick for the Steelers. He said he's going to be playing the outside receiver, um, opposite side of Juju over there. Uh, he's definitely going to take on that second receiver in uh, Pittsburgh over James Washington. So, you know, if people were thinking about James Washington being a breakout candidate last year, then you definitely have to take into consideration – uh, Chase Claypool, or if you become a Juju owner in fantasy, you definitely got to look at a guy like that in the later rounds, uh, double-digit rounds. Um, so, yeah, I mean, his style of play is great for a guy like Ben uh, Ben Roethlisberger as well, always giving his guys a chance. I mean, we can go back and look at how many times he gave Antonio Brown a chance to make a play on balls that he would throw up. So uh, this guy with his size and capability, it's a great uh, landing spot for him. Uh, you know, his offensive coordinator definitely helped in the development of guys like Santonio Holmes, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, you know, a big list right there. But, but yeah, you know, it's a good landing spot for this kid. He's big. He doesn't get out of his routes uh, necessarily well, but you got to take into consideration he's a big boy, 6'4", 240. Uh, Megatron always didn't have the cleanest routes but you want to throw him that 50-50 ball, you're going to give him that chance all day. So, yeah, you know, it's a good compliment to Juju opposite side of him. Uh, that's what I got on him. So, Jeremy, whenever you're ready. All right, I got the uh, running back from Vanderbilt. Uh, how you say his name, Sweetness? Kayshawn Vaughn? What's yeah, you got it. Name? You got it, Okay, okay uh, he's interesting because, um, you know, everybody is thirsty for Tampa Bay players. So you got a rookie being drafted to Tampa Bay running back at that. Everybody knows Ronald Jones. And uh, what's the other running back that was there? He got his job took by Ronald Jones. Peyton Barber? Uh, Peyton Barber. There you go. They're, they're a little in too inconsistent. Uh, Bruce Arians, I don't know why he, he doesn't really like Ronald Jones. He doesn't like giving him chances. But when he's in there, he, he, he makes it, he makes the best of it. Um, I think um, he's he's going to end up taking this job because, like I said, uh, Bruce Arians really doesn't like his other running backs too much. You got Tom Brady, Gronk, O.J. Howard, Evans, and Godwin right there. You could take off the heat. You got two tight end sets you could put there, and uh, that's a lot of blocking for the running back, wherever it's going to be. And um, if he's in there, I, I think he's going to dominate. He, got, uh, he runs a 4 5 40. Um, in college, he had a 90, uh, 198 carries for 1,000 yards, nine TDs. Most importantly, zero fumbles. No fumbles. Well, he had one fumble, zero fumbles lost, which that's exactly what they need. They turned the ball over. Everybody knows Mr. 30 for 30. You know, he's gone. So they don't need nobody over there to turn the ball over. Um, he's a track star, super fast. Um, 
A third of his touchdowns in Vanderbilt went for 60 yards plus, and he had 24. So um, that's that's a lot of speed over there. I know Sweetness, that's one of your favorite rookies coming out the draft. I don't know if you have anything to add on it. Um, Man, pretty much just he's going to become, you know, you can look at him as a talent for Tom Brady to the likes of uh, James White. And uh, Tom Brady and James White, you guys already know what kind of damage they, they did. You guys know what kind of Tom Brady fan I am. So for a guy like Brady to get Sean Vaughn, it reminds me of uh, Sweet Feet over there in New England, uh, number 28, James White. Big comparison over there. Yep, yep, that's a fact. Doc. Okay. My bad. Next my, up oh, yeah, yeah, it is Doc. It is Doc. My fault, my fault. I got no, it. you're good. Yeah. Next up on the list, we got Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert was ah uh, man overdrafted but he has good potential he's a big quarterback strong arm he's athletic he was a three-sport quarterback uh or, where's he out of again doc? what was that where's he out of again uh played at oregon okay gotcha so he you know he's got a strong arm which is positive the downside is he has some accuracy issues so I don't know how well he's going to play. He has um, a history of missing receivers high, which in the NFL is going to, A, kill your receivers, and then, B, throw interceptions. So that's not not looking good. Um, he also had uh, some struggles in big games in college, hence the reason he couldn't take a fairly good Oregon team further than they should have been. They should have been competing for national titles, but lost the big games. Um, another big issue he had in three years as a starter, 26 fumbles. That's almost 10 a year. That is not good. Not good. Um, so for fantasy impact, I don't – I mean, he could make some flashes and maybe improve his accuracy and possibly become a starter, but I see him riding the pine early. On to you, Jay. Next up, we got Darrington Evans, 29th selection in the third round out of Appalachian State. He's going to Tennessee Titans. He is going to come in. It looks like he might have that third down passing work right away, which, you know, he's a change of, pat, uh, change of pace type of back. Kind of like the Deion Lewis, you know, they, they want that Deion Lewis, you know, 2.0 version with this guy so he could take over and be more effective than he was. He's a one cut back. Um, he does run pretty fast, 4 4 1. No fumbles in 482 carries in college. He is a very, very effective kick returner. Not, not only that, for a, a guy his size who is 5'10, he is a very, very effective pass blocker, which is going to be something very important, you know, obviously on those third downs when they're trying to do a little play action or whatever the case, and he's in there. So, third down back, change of pace. This can only help Derrick Henry. He's not the best catcher. Now, don't get me wrong. He, he can catch the ball, but as far as running the routes, he doesn't have a big route tree. So this does help him out, keep him fresh. You know, let Derrick Henry do what he does back, which is just run right through the line and do his thing. So fantasy sweetness, who do you got? Yeah, so we got uh, Brian Edwards out of South Carolina, Gamecocks. Um, went in round three to the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, this is a 
I actually love watching this guy's highlights. This dude is so strong. I mean, he's snatching the ball out of the air. Um, and in that John Gruden air raid offense, he's going to be a, an amazing compliment to Ruggs on the opposite side, who's just a burner. And uh, you kind of need a guy like Brian Edwards out there, you know, like a Alshon Jeffrey type comp. But um, I don't know, to me, it just seems a little more athletic than Alshon Jeffrey, a little more willing to go up and get the ball than Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, and Derek Carr's over there, like I said, John Gruden and the whole system. It's, you know, th these guys really went out and got Derek Carr some help with Ruggs, Brian Edwards, and they picked up, I don't know if it was another one or two receivers, but, um, you know, he might have been overlooked in the draft because of his previous injuries, but, but this guy's, uh, you know, he's, he's got strong hands. He's just a strong, solid person. His catch in traffic is amazing. Catch radius is out of this world. Um, you know, this is a very irrelevant stat or a note, but he was uh, uh, offered a scholarship by South Carolina at the age of 13, which is crazy. <laughs> like who who offers a scholarship to someone when they're 13 years old? But um, but yeah, man, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna have a chance to make an immediate impact for the Raiders, and uh, I could see him, you know, being not like the other rookies I've mentioned. He's actually gonna have some draft capital, especially in Dynasty, where you can go out and get a guy like Brian Edwards, and he'll produce um way faster than the other guys uh, I've mentioned so far. So go ahead, Jay. You you got it. All right. Um, I got uh, DJ Dallas, uh, running back from uh, Seattle Seahawks, 5'10", 216 from Miami, uh, the Hurricanes. He runs a 4840. Um, I'm going to read a – again, I'm going to read a couple stats off, uh, college stats to let you guys know what he did. Uh, 2018, he had 109 carries, 617 yards, six touchdowns, but had a fumbling issue. He actually had to see the uh, school psychologist about it. He had to do some work um, just, you know, in the NFL and um, the Seahawks, Chris Carson, I had him in fantasy last year, and he took a backseat to Penny because of fumbling issues a game or two, but they went right back to him. They trusted, they put that trust in into him. But other teams, you start fumbling, especially as a rookie, they're not going to give you the ball. But in 2019, he came back with 115 carries, uh, seven, almost 700 yards, eight touchdowns, the biggest thing, zero fumbles, no fumbles at all. Um, he played only 10 games and had a dislocated uh, left elbow, which, like the other running backs on the Seahawks, <laughs> they're hurt. So that's the biggest thing coming in. And it's interesting with these running backs and DJ Dallas as well, because he got two running backs ahead of him that are hurt or, or potentially going to start the season hurt. Um, uh, Rashad Penny, he got hurt week 14 with an ACL tear. And Chris Carson, uh, he had a hip week 16. Um, Rashad Penny, they said he's supposed to be on the public start, uh, startup training camp, and he may start the season. Chris Carson, they got him um, starting, starting the season. It's a contract year for him. And um, his injury, um, he could have had a surgery or he – could have opted no surgery. He opted no surgery. So that's the big thing with him. So throughout the whole season, you got to watch him. He could be in there and he could go down at any moment. So 
Uh, DJ Dallas has some appeal to him, but I'm not, I, I don't know about him because uh, Rashad Penny and Chris Carson have a big up on him. And if they, if the, those two go down, you guys know, um, smoking Jay Uton, that you're a Seahawk lover over there. I don't know why, but they run the ball a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. They run that ball. So he's very appealing. You got to watch what happens with the other two backs, but uh, I'll let you go, Doc, with the next guy. Okay, next up on the list, we got Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, and they got Carson Wentz. I don't understand that draft pick, but I think for Jalen Hurts, it could end up being a good situation because while his name is Hurts, Carson Wentz is the one who gets hurt. Uh, So so I think he's going to end up getting more playing time than we think. I think if he comes in, he has – I think he'll have moderate success. I think he'll be pretty good. I think it has a potential – potential of a uh, Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady scenario where Wentz gets hurt, Jalen t- takes over, and Wentz isn't coming back. They'll uh, trade him trade him away because he's got a good – you know, he has a – good career he just gets injured that's a weakness Jalen Hurts comes in he's played through and uh I think you know like I said for fantasy impact right now he's not worth drafting but has the potential to be something if uh Wentz goes down sounds good my next guy is Brandon Ayuk or I like to call him Brandon Ayukin Ayukin 25th Overall selection by the San Francisco 49ers in the first round out of Arizona State. He will feast off if the defense backs off in coverage. If they're not pressing him, he will beat them right off of the line of scrimmage. The guy is very, very quick. Uh, Once he gets that ball, he tucks it. Once he catches the ball, he's real quick to tuck it in and take off running. Uh, he's also a very, very, uh, very good at um, finding that first down marker, kind of like a possession receiver. But if he gets the opportunity to catch that ball and tuck it in, he is really, really good at breaking the tackles. In college, he was called Yak, which stands for yards after catch, but yeah. it's standard yard, yards after king because that's all he was doing, breaking tackles and getting that Yak. So he will open things up for everybody in that, on that team. Uh, Jimmy G is going to like another target, but he helps a lot of people such as George Kittle, Debo Samuel. Why? Because he takes the top off the defense. And we all know how Shanahan likes to run that ball. That's going to allow the defenders, actually it's going to make the defense back off and not stack the box as much because now they got a real, real deep threat. In Ayukin, love the pick. I have him in my dynasty league. Brandon Ayukin. San Francisco 49ers. That's my fourth guy. Sweetness, who you got? Oh, I got this guy. His name is Denzel Mims out of Baylor. He was taken in the second round by the New York Jets. Um, he's got a lot of swag to him, man. Uh, he's a 4-3, 40-yard dash burner. Um, man, he comes from a football family. He's a Texas boy. He goes up and he gets this ball, man. Like I said, he brings a lot of swagger out there. We talk about uh, the Jets, and the first thing that comes to mind is uh, Adam Gase and how he sucks at running offense and ruins players' careers and uh, doesn't know what to do, right? Yes, but uh, Denzel Mims, uh, you know, 
I like the fact that he's got a, a veteran over there like Le'Veon Bell, an, a, a talented guy who can he can see talent and recognize the talent. I think he'll take him under his wing as far as that goes. Um, but, Chairman, uh, it's a guy that you definitely have to keep your eye on. Robbie Anderson is not there anymore. Denzel Mims is going to become, in my opinion, the number one receiver for the Jets. So you got to put him in the conversation of, uh, you know, one of the earlier rookies that you're going to take a, a chance on. Denzel Mims, you definitely have to, to look at as far as uh, where he's going to play on his team. He's going to make a, an immediate impact on the Jets roster and in fantasy. If uh, he pans out to be everything he really is, uh, great focus on 50-50 balls. Um, and like I said, he's, he's just uh, he's a hell of an athlete, man. He's a ball snatcher. That's what they called him in the notes I was reading. A uh, rare combination of size and speed. Uh, you know, Isn't that what they called you? Yeah. <laughs> no, like I said, but Denzel Mims, man, out of Baylor, watches uh, highlights. This kid is for real. Uh, just depending on uh, what his coach uses him for or how he uses him, that's solely up to them. But he will be the number one receiver for the New York Jets. So uh, anything else you got over there, bro? Jeremy? Um, I got another running back, Joshua, Ke Joshua Kelly from UCLA got uh, drafted by the Chargers. Um, I was interested in this guy at first, but to be honest, I did my research and I started not to like him too much. <laughs> I mean, um, they got, just to be honest, um, they got Austin Eckler over there. Um, he's not- The truth. He, he, he's, he's great, but as not like a, a pass catching running back. He's not a running back. So I see in this Joshua Kelly pick, they're trying to search for a Melvin Gordon type guy. You, everybody knows Melvin Gordon's out of there. Um, I'm going to read a couple of Austin Eckler stats. He had 132 attempts, 557 yards only, uh, rushing, uh, three TDs. That's for a running back. That's Austin Eckler last year. But he had 92 receptions, 993 yards with eight touchdowns. So, obviously, the Chargers are trying to replace the running back um, area. And um, I I'm not too sure about Joshua Kelly. Um, in 2018, he had – 1,243 yards off of 225 carries. And then 2019, they gave him 229 carries and he regressed with 1,000 yards and with 12 touchdowns. So we'll see what he does in the NFL. He's definitely going to get the chance to play with the Chargers. He's definitely going to get a chance to prove himself. Uh, but honestly, here I would take um, Eckler all day. Eckler all day. Um, you're in a dynasty league, why not? Just take the chance. If you're low draft picks, you ain't got a running back, take a risk. Okay, next up we got Cole Komet coming into play for your Chicago Bears. Ah, uh, Bears. The Bears. Let's go. Bear the fuck down. <laughs> I think that he's got some great potential. He's a big guy, 6'6", six, six, over 250, I believe. Uh, he has decent hands. Uh, Good speed. He'll be has a chance to come in. There's people comparing him to Gronk. I'm not going to go that far yet, but thank you. He's got put. He's got potential. I think while uh, Mitch Trubisky is in, I'd stay away from starting him. But if once we get a uh, big Dick Nick in there, we can uh, start Cole Komet. I think he'll be a top ten fantasy wide receiver once Big Dick's in. I wouldn't mind 
be top 10 for sure. We need that at that position. Next guy up, my last guy. The more film I watched on him, the more I freaking fell in love with this guy. Zach Moss out of Utah. What's his name, bro? Don't forget the name Zach Moss. Yes, sir. 22nd pick in the third round. Went to Buffalo. Bye-bye, Devin Singletary. This guy runs a 4.65. He is a power back, and the film I saw, he looks like a mini beast mode. Mark my freaking words. This guy is a freaking beast. He's a power back. He And um, NFL.com, I was reading some of the, the strengths of him or whatever, and one of the guys said, every single carry looks like he's exercising on controlled violence. He loves to inflict pain. And trust me, the defenders are going to learn really, really quick not to try to even think about tackling him with just his, their arms because this guy's just going to go right through him like nothing. He has great balance for a guy his size. Very good foot, foot control. Knows how to find a hole. Real good vision. He absorbs contact well, so he will shed off that first defender and try to hit that home run. He doesn't have the home run speed, but he has – Marshawn Lynch didn't either, and we saw the damage that he did. Another thing to keep in mind, Frank Gore is gone. That's two, not, between him and everybody else besides Devin Singletary, there are 203 rushing attempts up for grabs in Buffalo. And even if – he doesn't have to get all of them. But if he gets, let's say, 150 to 180 rushing attempts, he's going to do some damage. A couple other stats that I, I dug in a little bit deeper with this guy. So last year, Frank Gore led Buffalo with 18 rushes inside the 10-yard line. Second was Josh Allen with 11. Devin Singletary was next up with three. So what does this mean? Devin Singletary's stock just hit the freaking floor. And Zach Moss is a dynasty rookie and a redraft rookie that everybody needs to write down, pencil it down right now. Remember, mark my words, Smoking Jay says Zach Moss is going to be that low-key running back rookie that nobody's talking about is going to take off. Zach Moss, Buffalo Bills, watch out. Yeah, I'm going to love me some Zach Moss, man. Um, and this guy that I'm coming up with next is my favorite rookie that I, uh, that I got, you know, because we're separating all the rooks right here between us four. Um, definitely going to be an impact in Dynasty for sure, but in redraft as well. Um, we're talking about Devin DuVernay. Texas Longhorns, Baltimore Ravens, third-round pick, um, 5'10", 200 pounds. He's built like a running back. Um, this kid is a legitimate track star. Uh, Texas 100-meter state champion. Texas is a pretty big state. Um, and this kid won state champion. Um, he reminds me of uh, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, tough guy. He is willing to play – I mean, he played slot last year where he transitioned from two years ago where he was an outside receiver. Uh, last year, he was moved into the slot role for the Texas Longhorns, caught 106 balls where he led the nation in catches. Um, this is an irrelevant side note. He's Kyler Murray's cousin, if that makes a difference. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a legitimate track star, man. And his production boomed when he was moved into the slot role. He's going to the Ravens where they have a Hollywood Brown who's going to take the top off the, you know, the defense. And he's going to give Lamar Jackson another outlet. 
And he's going to be that guy to grind it. You know what I'm saying? This kid is for real. His hands are super reliable. He's got reliable, soft hands. Um, like I said, he's a great fit for, for Baltimore, man. He's a speedster just like Marquise Brown. But the biggest difference between them is that this kid is, like I said, he, I, in his head he feels like he's a running back. There was a note on him that I read. It said this kid runs like he hates humanity as he blasts through would-be tacklers. Now, I had to watch the tape to see what they were talking about, but when he gets the ball in his hands, he's not really trying to, you know, go down whatsoever. His plan is uh, the pylon, and that's what he did a lot of in uh, college, and that's what I continue to see him doing for the Baltimore Ravens and that high-scoring, potent offense with Lamar Jackson and all the weapons that he has. Devin DuVernay has to be in your conversation for redraft leagues and uh, definitely dynasty, you already know. But uh, anything else, uh, Jerry? Uh, my last guy, I got uh, Cam, Cam Akers from the Rams. I guess we all saved our favorite guys for last because I really like this guy. Everybody knows that boy Ty Gurley is out of there. Um, I mean, you got Malcolm Brown there and Darrell Henderson. I really don't trust them guys. Uh, last year, um, Brown had 69 carries, 255 yards, five touchdowns. Henderson, 39 carries for 147 yards, zero touchdowns. Uh, I don't trust those guys at all. Um, they're looking for somebody to replace Todd Gurley. And um, I read something today which was very interesting. Todd Gurley is actually still mentoring Cam Akers, and he's on the Atlanta Falcons. He said, um, no matter what, if he's on the uh, Falcons, there's no, no ill blood to the young rookie. He still wants to uh, mentor him, bring him in, let him know how that L.A. life is, how the, uh, uh, the market goes, how to take advantage of the market. So he has already somebody, well, ironically, somebody who would have been already there with him, but uh, he's in Atlanta. So um, that's kind of crazy. Um, uh, Cam Akers is a fast guy. He runs a 4-4-40. Um, and um, in college, he uh, yards per carry 7.3 in 2018. He took a regression in 2019, picked it back up, five-point yards per carry. Um, runs great, great flow, great tempo. I, I, I love the guy. I really do. Um, I'll take him pretty high in here. He's a great risk. Again, in dynasty leagues, I'll take him very high. Uh, I like him a little better than the other uh, rookie running backs. Like I, like I say, he's my favorite running back. So Definitely. He's going to be a big name. Definitely, Cam Akers. He's gonna he's gonna have that opportunity for sure, and that's gonna wrap it up for us with the rookie impacts part two. Our next episode, we will be breaking down the Chicago Bears schedule. It was just released, so tune in for that one. And on behalf of uh, Fantasy Renegade, on behalf of Fantasy Sweetness, excuse me, and Doc PLC, this is Smoking Jay. Appreciate you guys tuning in to Beers, Brews, and the Bros. Catch us on the next one. Peace out. Sweetness out. Yes, sir.